Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Showtime. Blog Talk Radio. All right. Sunday night, late night radio. What fun. Well, that way. One, two, one, two, three, four. up this morning looking for my shoes look behind the trunk found the hesitation blues lordy tell me how long lordy tell me how long will i have to wait will i have to wait can i get you now can i get you now must i hesitate And I'm not Francie, I'm Nick um, But we've got a great show for you Francie should be back anytime She had to go up for just a second Any minute now she'll be here 
um, and she kind of uh, showed me the ropes of how to do the switchboard because it's been a while. But anyway, like I said, we've got a great show, as she would say, and we always do. Um, and uh, tonight we have Chuck Chapman returning, which is one of my Black Bedsheet Books authors and a big name for himself in music. And he's got um, all kinds of groovy stuff to share with us. And he's returning. He's been here before. Because you all should know, because if you listen to every Francie and Friends show, you would know that. Anyway, so, and we've got, uh, we've got Tom and William. Hey. Hey there. Hey. How we doing? We're back. Uh, yeah. Doing pretty Hello. good. How are you guys doing? <laughs> you have anything, any announcements, any stuff like that to, to uh, share before we get the show rolling? Oh. Let me go first. You've been more busy than I, but you got a lot of stuff to tell. Oh yeah, I mean, I've been a uh, headless chicken. I mean, it's uh, it's April, so uh, you know, understandably, being a Titanic historian, I've been kind of buried under the water, shall we say, for uh, for the past few weeks. But uh, finally, up to catch my breath. Pardon the pun. So, you know, but I uh, I actually uh, co-produced my first uh, broadcast uh, for a, for a, a, a podcast for the anniversary. And uh, other than that, just been uh, plugging away, working on a few uh, writing projects, and uh, also dropped the new uh, Dragon's Bane web series. So uh, that finally launched this afternoon. And uh, now I'm just kind of taking back, relaxing before uh, jumping in the saddle first thing tomorrow morning. Yep. Cool. That's groovy, groovy. And Tom, well, of like course, as, as those of uh, those of you that have been following us and stuff, uh, we've mentioned this before, but Tom is coming out very soon. Actually, tomorrow is the first day of May, so it should be the Ooh, towards the middle uh, middle part of May. He's coming out with his third Twilight Zone collection, and Rod, we trust um, a. What was it in Rod? We trust again. again? Yes, yep. yes, in Rod. We trust again. So, yep. And yeah, I've been, I've been uh, putting together the cover and stuff, and starting to put some of it together, and everything. So it's really cool. That's an easy cover because if uh, um, uh, if any of you have bought it and read it, especially um, the cover is very Twilight Zoney with you know. Um, the Twilight Zone wording and everything, and stuff swirling around it like uh, um, like uh, timepieces and the moon and and things. So every time I do a new one, I I have to use new images for what's swirling around and a new color. And I'm still not decided on which color it's going to be yet. <laughs> oh, surprise! So, Actually, I got to tell that? you, that Motor City Legacy Nicholas covers are getting a lot of praise i mean i think it's been my i think my overall bestseller was shadows of the dark but i think the in rod we trust books the color the covers have been getting a lot of great praise on your work there so uh cool. there's lots of compliments there in fact uh um jordan led got a copy cheryl led's daughter she was at motor city legacy and um 
God, I can't think of the other lady's name. She was in one of the uh, some other movie that was a horror movie in the eighties. I can't. My brain's going on me, but they were. She was. No, her and her right. sister were interested, so they got copies. And um, but it's it's a lot of compliments on the cover. So I've been busy writing. My dad even gave me a couple of Twilight Zone story ideas to write. I was telling Liam about it, and then um. I'm- I had a few ideas of my own, so I'm kind of changing out some stories on the books that I have done. So I was like, oh, yeah, I got to redo this, you know? <laughs> so, but also have uh, halfway to Halloween coming up this Saturday, and then July is my big month. I have Alpina ThunderCon, the 1st and 2nd of July, Arts on the Bay in Alpena, the 14th through the 16th. Then I have Motor City Nightmares, the 28th, 29th, the 30th of July. So it's like July. Ah, cool. July is a very busy month. <laughs> so yeah. I'll be getting orders. Like <laughs> you know, I'll be ordering a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's groovy. You know, yeah. Yeah, there's a, a um, convention, local convention here, I think it's at the later part of June or something, I forgot what it's called. Um, I've been there before. I was thinking about going. I'm not sure yet, though. Depends on how busy I am. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, this is the time of year for conventions. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, a lot of makeup time, I guess, because of two, three years we were off, but I just missed out on doing one in Juneau book of authors thing in Farmington, so I'm going to have to wait till next year. But then it's ah. like something like in else in June that I have a chance to do, and I just don't know if I have the time. And then uh, we, uh, our daughter's having a grandson, our first grandson, the last during the weekend of the last conventions or due date, but I could come early. So and then I got like, you know, September, October, Got events going. Oh yeah, I got something in October too. First of October, then I don't know. It's like November, December. I'm kind of waiting and seeing. Busy, busy, busy though. Oh yeah, definitely. No, William's got something in July too, don't you, William? You're. uh, Um, No, August. August. Uh, Okay, I'm sorry. First of August. Brains yeah, going on me. That's all right. Uh, yeah, our we, we actually had him as a guest at one time on Francie and Fred's, but uh, Bill Willard is going to be hosting his annual uh, Titanic conference, but this time it'll be out in Las Vegas <laughs> this year. And uh, on top of that, he also has, uh, for, among the special guests, uh, some of the actors from James Cameron's film. So... Uh, we're actually, he's actually expanding the horizons to Hollywood this go round, and uh, needless to say, the heads are turning. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how it uh, pans out. Wow, that that it, they should make a Titanic too. <laughs> well, they did with uh, Bruce Dern. <laughs> oh, oh, are you talking about the Titanic? Or no, that's uh, no. The, the, no, the, the the movie Titanic too. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, wow. Yeah, well, one of the 
Yeah, one of the worst films ever made. Wow. I, I guess if... Up there if, playing um, nine from outer space, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'd imagine that it, it would be it worse was, than Plan 9. Plan 9 was pretty entertaining, actually. I don't know about a Titanic 2, yeah, but heck, if they have a Passion of the Christ 2, then I guess anything is you know, mm-hmm. possible. Yeah, did, yeah, did you hear that? Uh, of the Christ too, <laughs> the Resurrection, directed by Mel Gibson. Oh boy. Uh, they're actually, I think it's in production now or anything. But um, hey, uh, we've got a caller, and I think it's our special guest tonight. It's uh, area code eight six four. Hey Chuck. Hey. Hey, how's it going, guys? Oh, there nice he is. Chuck, how we doing? Yeah. Oh, not bad at all. Yeah, Francie forgot to give me a call-in number. So. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh, yeah. Nope. Yeah, it changed. <laughs> yeah, she's going nope, to be back here anytime. She was, like, relaying a couple of messages through uh, Freddie uh, and, and just told me that uh, Chuck's trying to call in. Uh, so uh, give him uh, – he should be on Facebook Messenger with – wanting the phone number, so I had to go back to the computer, learning the ropes on how to actually control the show. I yes, can control I just, it I now. I know yeah, how I to do a show. I just, I just called yeah. in the number on there, so I'm, I'm a guest caller. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome well, sauce. That's all right. Good to have you on again. What's new, Chuck? Yeah. Hey, what's new, Chuck? What, who, who do we have? We have Tom and William Yep. Yep. And Nick. Tom, William, and me, oh. and Francie. Any, any, any minute now. She had okay. to run out for a minute, like about twenty minutes ago, and she told me quickly how to do the show, and she's going to be back. It's just she went down the street for a second. So. Okay. Yep. Beer, beer run. Uh, yeah, beer run. Yeah. Yeah, something. <laughs> <laughs> yep, something like that. So, yeah, so anywho, um, so let's see, uh, what's new going on with you, Chuck? I know that you have a new book out. Right, so the new book came out, I think, three weeks ago, I believe, Poetry, Lyrics, and Other Cries for Help, which is, um, strangely enough, poetry, lyrics, and short stories, or the Other Cries for Help, so. And most people say it's my darkest, darkest work yet, which is kind of scary considering it's the one that comes closest to the heart. So. Oh, wow. I could kind of see that, though. There's there's a lot of, like, um, life stuff in there versus, well, um, Family Man really had nothing to do with you personally, except maybe your fascination for Charles Manson and things like that. And that's what, you know, helped evolve you making uh, Family Man and then um uh and then Freak on a Moped, um that was that was very entertaining and everything. So I can kinda see how maybe people might think that this new one is a little bit darker uh, because it's it's uniquely you, but um if you're like any other human being, we have like dark stuff anyway and angst and you know, stuff to get out on paper that's uniquely us. And so I, I can see that. 
Right. Yeah, I didn't really see it as being that dark. I mean, my wife read it and said it was pretty dark, but I'm like, well, you know, she's she's not really used to my poetry and stuff. And um, then I had a friend, a longtime friend that bought a copy, and she like called me two days later and said, are you okay? Oh, no. <laughs> well, wow. But then, oh, you know, man, we just started I, I, doing this. Yeah, I, I was oh, well, asking questions like that. That's that's the perfect compliment. That's when you know you're on to something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, uh, I, I've never heard that uh, before. Somebody puts out a book um, and uh, and people read it, and the response is, "Are you okay?" <laughs> so how did you come to write <laughs> yeah, that book, Chuck? And we just started working on the audiobook, and when I heard the first 15-minute proof, I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah, this really is dark. <laughs> so it kind oh, of took good. me hearing someone else reading it to to know that, to really get that. But I'm like, wow, it really is. I'm like, maybe I need wow, to get good. my meds adjusted or something. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but hey, I mean well. – and, and, well, you know, at the end of the day, we always have a little bit of a dark side to us, anyways. That's why we're uh, creative. <laughs> Not dark side. Yeah, welcome to that right horror and in the horror genre. Yeah, welcome to the dark anyway. side. We have cookies. That's right. I've heard that somewhere before. Heart cookies. Yeah. So proud. I like them a little bit anyway. <laughs> But yeah, and the and uh, the book's been uh, doing pretty well at uh, your latest uh, appearances and and so forth too. Right. Yeah, we pretty much sold out at the last convention, so so that was a nice. That's nice good. Congratulations, man. Thank you. And then, of course, my album's still doing really well. It just went over, I think, right over three hundred thousand streams on Spotify. So we're slowly. Getting up there. Excellent. Hmm. Awesome. And, and, and uh, what album is that? Uh, the Burn It Down album. It came out in, I think, October, September, October awesome. last year. Hmm. So it's to, we, I had a song reach number five on the iTunes charts in England. Um, so that was pretty cool. I was up there. It was like um, Queen, Bruce Springsteen, Metallica, and me. <laughs> Wow. 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 Good company. There's a lot to be said about that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm oh. sure everybody was looking yeah. at that going, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Probably. Well, I'm sure that's happened to any artist when they started. Just yeah, about any artist. Yeah. yeah it was, <laughs> it was, it was oh, yeah. Well, but who knows uh, where you're going to uh, be like five years from now. You'll probably... Uh, uh, could tired. be like a, at least a semi household name. <laughs> you know for that, yeah. Because I mean that uh, your your music is damn good. I mean it's it's professional <laughs> and it's uh, unique, and you've got uh, you've got the kind of voice. I think I said this before in a in a um, previous show with you, but you have a unique voice where you know um, when they hear a song of yours. They could tell. Oh, that's that's a Chuck Chapman song. That's Chuck Chapman. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the hardest part is getting everybody to put the W in there. It's just, um, you know, without the W, there's like 12 of us. You know, if if you W, mm-hmm. then Google Google knows who I am now. If you do, if you have the W in there. Ah. Now, do you prefer Chuck W. Chapman? Um, I know that you do yes. with uh, your writing, but uh, with your music as well. Yeah, yeah, I use it for everything. Acting. Um, IMDb still has me without the W, and I can't seem to get it corrected because I think the first film I did, whoever put that one in, put it in without it, and it's when you, however you're registered the first time, it pretty much leaves you that way forever. But everything else, yeah, I used the W for everything just to differentiate because there were several Chuck Chapman's. Um, one guy like discovered a certain kind of iris flower. And then there was a basketball player in the 60s. And there's been, you know, so if you just Chuck Chapman, there's multiple guys will come up. But if you Google Chuck W, it's five pages of me. Wow. Mm. Uh, I I guess, that, you know, the, what that reminds me of, it reminds me of um, another W, um, and not the president, the ex-president, but Michael W. <laughs> Smith. Imagine having right. a name. You've heard oh, of him, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. imagine yeah. without the W, it's just Mike Smith. Yeah. And there's and there's only yeah, at least Chuck Chapman's there. more colorful than Mike Smith. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you, you said that there's a basketball player. I found that there's a Grabowski basketball player somewhere too. Like somebody, really. every once in a while, people would like ask me, "Are you related to the basketball player, or or are you related to the doctor?" The fam- there's a famous <laughs> doctor called Grabowski. I don't know, but yeah. So, oh. <laughs> I mean, well, I think well, yes, of course I am. He uh, he's actually my father. Yeah, I, I'm actually his. I'm actually following in the family business. What was he doing again? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's what's so hard is, you know, if you want to stand out online, you know, it's, it's really hard. You, unless you have a super unique name or something, then it's just you get lost in the shuffle. So. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I think, uh, oh, Francie just showed up. Uh, so, Chuck, uh, how did you come to write this book? What kind of inspired you? How did you why did you decide to write this book? Um, well, I had a, a lot of things just kind of around, and I thought it would be cool to put them in a collection. I meant that some of the poetry and some of the um, – quite a few of the short stories were new and written for the book. But I had just over the years, you know, I would just write poems occasionally or write a – you know, obviously had plenty of song lyrics and stuff, so it's just like – you know, it'd be cool to compile these and put them in one place instead of having, you know, 17 notebooks with, you know, there's poems here, there's scribbles here, there's, you know, a, a sketch here, a drawing here, a song lyric here. So just kind of to get everything in one place and make it a nice, neat little collection and just kind of, you know, obviously I didn't want to put out a book of nothing but poetry or nothing but song lyrics, so I thought it blended well together to have all those things in one collection. And I had quite a few short stories, and like I said, wrote several more for the book, but 
didn't really have enough to make a book of only short stories, so it seemed to work really well to combine the three. And and to me, they're all related anyway. So. Oh yeah, it's a complete uh, expose of your literary talent. It's got a little bit of yeah. everything. Yeah, I feel, yep. you know, I feel like uh, song lyrics come from the heart. Um, poetry comes from the soul, and short stories come from the mind. Yeah, I like I've never that. Heard that before. That's actually words of wisdom. Right before. There. That's actually, yeah, I, yeah. We don't. That's the only thing we're putting it. Yeah. yeah, I was just um, kind of surprised to find out that my soul was so dark. Welcome <laughs> to that club. But I guess no, better yeah. have a dark soul than a dark heart. I don't know. Yeah. Well, look at this way, Chuck. If you if you write them, if somebody pisses you off, you can write a story. Use that person as a character in it that gets murdered or killed in the worst way. You feel better. You don't go to jail. You don't get sued. You know, it's therapeutic. It You're is, not killing it somebody is. or bludgeoning them to death. You know. Exactly. That's what I've told people. I said, you know, I kill people on on paper so that I don't do it in real life. I mean, I've killed one guy at least well, seven hey, times in my writing. <laughs> so, you know. Like there's, there's a short story in there um, about a lady in an airport on her cell phone talking incessantly, ridiculously loud. And it was based on a real story. I mean, a true event. And unlike in real life, in, in the book, the character got to do what everyone sitting in that waiting area wanted to do, you know, and that was just beat her to death with her cell phone. Hmm. Obviously, I couldn't really do that. That's a winning story already. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, I mean, you know, that's one way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Sounds like a happy ending. <laughs> yeah. Actually, actually, there's a yeah, twist, we and somehow yeah, it becomes that happy ending. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's either that or I could even see it as a pop-up book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we that could do that nice. We should have pop-up books at Black Bedsheet that that are a, versions a of. I mean, I know that we can uh, now. Well, lately these days, do do them in hardcover. It's a little bit of a pain to uh, to uh, put them in hardcover, but it's possible. And uh, uh, yeah, Papa books versions of of all of our books that would be neat too. I mean, um, that would be the next frontier after an audio book, I think. <laughs> and I'm, I'm kidding, of course. But, I mean, pulling up. Yeah, yeah. That way, uh, that way, children when they see the Papa book. They, when they grow up, they'll want to read the real book. Or why waste yeah. time? They could just read it now. <laughs> Enjoy it while you can. That's all. Yeah. Or make but a graphic yeah, the novel. Audio, um, yeah. The audio book is going to be um, released on audio. So I did an exclusive with audio for this one. So it'll be audio and their partners. So it'll be audio, Amazon, and iTunes, I think, will be the only places it's available. But that seemed to be ah. the best deal. So. 
Yeah, but I'll yeah, have a link to it. Once it's done, I'll have a link to it on your page at uh, Black Bedsheet Books website. Yeah, and, you know, if yeah. it works well and does well, you know, maybe maybe some of you guys would like to do it as well because it's a, it's a pretty cool process. Um, you get to audition um, actors to to do the reading and, um, you know, they do the production and all, and then you split the profits. So it's no money out of pocket to do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I um, and it was nice. I, I, mean, I, I, did, I, did, I did that with my uh, with my last horror book, which was called Killer Journal, and um, it was kind of what, a psychological you, piece uh, that I did. No, where no, what, a, did you say? Did you say Killer Gerbil? Killer Journal. Yeah, it, journal. You know, it's okay, okay. I thought you said Gerbil. Yeah. Like you know, like a little furry. <laughs> I thought you said gerbils too. Well, you I know, thought, killer oh, gerbils. Killer ger- you know, killer gerbils could probably make for a good sequel, but um, no. In this case, uh, it's it's just regular. It's a regular journal, and my original premise to it is that this is uh, Ed Gain hosting a, a home improvement show, and um, <laughs> very very fortunate for me. A uh, professor of abnormal psychology who happens to do profiles on serial killers uh, reached out to me through one of the affiliates and was like, I would like to record this for your audio book. And I was like, well, absolutely. Yes, you can. That's great. Yeah, it's it's been a fun process. I mean, it's really neat. Now, I recorded for Family Man. Uh, but unfortunately, the guy I recorded it with is just dragging his feet and taking forever and ever to get it ready, which he's got other things going on, too. So I will probably do it through Audible as well, but it will be me narrating it. But it was really cool to let, you know, to hear someone else interpret, you know, what to give their interpretation. And it, and the guy did an amazing job. I mean, it sounds really good. Like I said, it was my words, but hearing him read them, it was a totally different. It was like I was listening to somebody else. That's why I said, you know, when I heard it, I'm like, wow, this really is dark. And when I wrote it and read it, obviously, I didn't feel so much that way. But hearing him do it, it's like, wow, it really is. It was very dramatic. Yeah. So how's the tour going? Changing the subject a little bit. How's your tour going musically? It's it's going good. It will be going through right now. We're through August, and then we plan on doing a new record. Um, so as of now, we've got a little slowdown. I think we're playing this Saturday, and then we have a little slowdown through June and July, and then we're going back in pretty full in August. We do have some shows, but it's slower than it's been. We've been like every weekend, and now we're doing like – you know, skipping, so we've only got two or three in a month instead of seven or eight in a month. Um, but oh, it's, it's okay. been good. I mean, you know, it's it's an indie band on the road, so you never know. I mean, we've played to 12 people, and we've played to 400 people. Um, you know, so you never know what you're going to get. Yes, well, I <laughs> Just like any a box of chocolate. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> any chance for any uh, 
South Florida uh, tapes by chance? Um, no. Um, right now, South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, Virginia. Oh, okay. Um, I'd be glad to have some Florida dates if you have any connections. <laughs> especially oh, yeah, that, that North, I do. Especially <laughs> the northern part, because that's really not that far from me. In fact, it's closer than Virginia. <laughs> you well, should get some I, California I dates, but I know it's across the country. You know, I was actually working on one for December, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Um, mm. It was one that came up, and I was talking to somebody, and we were kind of back and forth on it, and they just don't want to pay enough to make us come out there. Um, and I don't even care if uh, I need money, but I can't afford to lose money. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. true. There is money. There is such a thing. You know, there is a chance that it could still happen at some point end of year because we're recording part of this next record will be recorded in Canada. And when we're there, we're going to do a few shows there. So we may come down across and do some on Northern California when we do the Canadian dates. That's where we are is Northern California. So it could happen. It, it could, could happen. I, I'm wondering yeah, if uh, what the chances might be if you could get into the Crest Theater in downtown Sacramento here, because they have uh, a lot of bands that mm-hmm. are up and coming as well as as well as you know ones that we all know. But uh, yeah, that 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 would be cool. We would go, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, if you'd got, uh, you'd have a place to stay too, Florida, unless they paid for yeah. a hotel. And that always helps. That always helps. But yeah, if you got any connections in Florida, man, definitely send those my way. We'll try to hook something up. So I'd love to get down there. Yeah, yeah have yeah, you? Uh, I'd be happy have, to. You, have you opened for anybody that um, that has been around? In this, not in this particular band, not in this incarnation. Um, when I was touring before, um, I did. I did. Um, let's see, Molly Hatchett, Peter Frampton, Blue Oyster Cult, The Hoosiers, oh. Danger Danger, um, Steve Morse. That's the ones I remember right off the top of my head. Wow! 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 Maybe it would be easier with the guy. I know some of the Crest Theater people. Uh, it would be easier if um, I talked them into like a like band that everybody's going to see, and talked them into having you open for them. Oh yeah, that's that's definitely the way to do it at this point. Because I mean, you know, we just don't have a big enough draw, you know, for unless we're opening shows, and you know, unless it's small clubs or in this area or whatever. I mean, we've drawn really well in Virginia and in some parts of North Carolina. In fact, we draw better there than we do in our hometown, strangely enough. But Maybe you'll get big enough but, overseas that they'll ship you over there. <laughs> That'd be nice. It, it's so yeah. hard now because, you know, with the streaming and stuff, you get the exposure, but the problem is people will hear your song and they'll like it and they'll add it to their playlist and stuff, but they don't even know what who it is. 
you know, it's not like the old radio where people got massive radio play and people knew who that was. You know, you hear songs now on streaming and people just, oh, I like that. I'm adding it to my playlist, and that's great, but it doesn't really help your name get out there so much because most people don't even know who's playing the songs on your playlist. It's just, I like the song, you know. Mm-hmm. It's oh, I really never hard to get like name that. out. Yeah, it's really hard yeah, to get the name out. Like you know? Maybe you'll get so big in the U.K. that um, – uh, they get you to go over there and do concerts, and you like it so much that you end up staying for a while. And then you come back <laughs> to the United States, and you lost your southern accent. You got a British one like Madonna and Johnny Depp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Madonna has that because she's had so much plastic surgery now that her face is shaped where she can't have her normal accent. Nah. <laughs> He said yeah. the face shape has distorted her, distorted her words. I can see that. <laughs> it's funny because yeah, Cher has uh, gone through so much plastic surgery, but she looks good. That they, 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 she got like somebody that, at least in my opinion, she looks a lot like she used to do. But most of the other ones that have plastic surgery, like Madonna, they just seem like they uh, something went wrong. Why don't they use Cher's surgeon? I mean, I know, right? <laughs> also, yep. the thing about Tara is when she dies, you can bury her in the ground, and a thousand years later, look her up, and she's going to still look the same because of <laughs> all the artificial filler. You know? Yeah, that's true. Yep. Well, Chuck, don't you ever use Botox? Don't you oh, ever I do plastic surgery? It. Unless you got no, into a terrible accident. It. <laughs> but don't wish that upon him. Nope, nope, nope. Or no, get Chuck, what kind of your songs face you cut up to death by a guy on a moped. Fast ones. What do you prefer to write? The slow ballady type ones or the ones where you rock it out a little bit? Um, I, I mean, it's kind of whatever comes out. I don't really sit down and say, okay, I'm going to write a song today. Um, Generally, it wakes me up at 3 a.m. and says, okay, you're going to write a song right now. And it's pretty much already formed. I mean, I may have to work out a little bit or change, um, you know, do a little adjusting. But in general, it just kind of pops in my head or whatever, and it's fairly well complete. I'll just go grab a guitar and throw the tape recorder on and put it down, put at least a rough version of it down, and then, you know, go back and polish it later. And if I need to rearrange some words or, you know, fix a line or two here and there, but in general, that's the way I write. I've always been curious, what's the process for writing a song? you come up with the music first or the lyrics or you just kind of start humming or... Now, how does that work? I mean, cause from writing books, it's like kind I of said, stories or, you know, we're like Weird Al doing parody songs where you use somebody else's music and change the words. But that, how do you, you know, what is the process for actually writing a song? Like I said, mine is a little different because, like I said, it kind of just, I'll start singing something in my head or like I said sometimes I'll wake up like in the middle of the night 
and just have have a song in my head. Um, or sometimes I'll just be, you know, going down the road and I'll be singing something. And I'll go, what is that? And then I'll realize it's nothing yet. You know, it's it's you writing a song. Is what it is. <laughs> so by the time I have it, generally it's pretty well formed. I'll already have a melody. Generally I'll come up with, uh, you know, lines and a melody, and then I have to just add my music to it. But it's fairly easy to build a guitar part around it because I already have a melody in place. So yeah, I'm not uh, really in the music industry, but I uh, my business is um, in the realm of creativity, and that sounds to me like um, nothing but pure inspiration versus um, okay, I have to I have to have a song. Let's get out my guitar, try to think of something. <laughs> Instead, it, yeah. it just comes to you, and then then comes the process after you have an idea. That's that's great. That's uh, that's I think uh, that's that's a uh, a good indication of um, what kind of an artist you are. Yeah, like I said, which it comes is to me pretty thing. much fully formed. I have tried to write songs before. Um, I've got a company that I work with. Some that ask me occasionally to write music for films or TV shows or things like that, and they'll give me an idea of what they want, and I've done that, but honestly, I've never been happy with any of them, um, because it's just, it, it feels mechanical to me that way, it doesn't, it's not what just pops into my head, it, you know, it feels forced, and so I've never really been pleased with any of the songs that I've been asked to write, and I've even had, like, a couple of friends have you know, they've written music and wanted me to write lyrics, and I've done it, and they've been happy with it, but I've never been happy with it. Ah. Well, I, I mean, that's understandable, because, I mean, sometimes it's, it's hard to uh, to find the voice when it's, you know, something that's uh, for a project for a friend. And uh, that's one of those things, I mean, it, it, it takes a lot of practice and patience, um, you know, and that's just kind of putting it lightly, but uh, that's one thing I, I learned already because I've uh, I've had a couple cases where I've done some collaborations and such, and you know, unfortunately, we kind of missed a few deadlines along the way because I just couldn't get the vibe of it on the uh, first go round. So, you know, uh, you just kind of roll with the punches for the most part. Yeah, I admire people that can. You know, I mean, there's songwriters out there that that's what they do for a living, and they can just, at the drop of a hat, you know, write a decent song, but I can't. I mean, mine have to either be, you know, inspiration just pop in my head or some a specific feeling or whatever. They have to come to me. I can't really go to them. Oh, yeah. I, I have a good question for you, too. Um uh, how has your guitar experience and learning well, the guitar right on the family. Are, are you self-taught? Did you at one point have a tutor? Uh, do you know how to read music? Uh, the, all that. Um, Danny, I am com- I am there's no right answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm completely self-taught. I know virtually nothing about music. 
I don't read music. Um, even some of my chord shapes, the way that I hold, put my hands and stuff, people look at and go, what is that? And I tell them, oh, well, that's not the way it should be played. Well, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, that's the way I play it. <laughs> um, well, you, you play know, extremely just, well. I don't know. About and you that. have to. Um, I mean, just like you, you're a great, uh, you're a great frontman, and uh, a lot I'm of frontmen, uh, they they just are vocalists and stuff. But you like it, and it, that's what works in co- country music, is essentially. Which is, you're not, you're rock and roll. But I've noticed with country music stars, they get further if they can play an instrument, and I think that works just all around in the industry anyway. So it's great that you could play guitar and sing. And do you do you play any other instruments like piano? Um, no, I don't do piano at all. I can play drums some. I can keep a beat at least, and I play bass guitar. Um, that's pretty much it. Ah, and that's all self-taught. Well, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah, that is amazing. Yeah, I just really I set. Yeah, I wanted to start writing, or I started writing songs, and I was I had just been singing in bands until until that point, and I wanted to start writing songs, and it was so hard to get my ideas across to people of this is what I want it to sound like, so that's why I taught myself guitar is so that I could write, um, and I literally it's really funny I sat down, basically locked myself in my room for like two weeks with the Ramon Subterranean Jungle album and Twisted Sister Stay Hungry album. And so uh, I could play every single song on both those records. So once I could play every single song on both those records, from that, I pretty much played everything else that favorite I've ever albums? played. What was your favorite albums? Um, There's a go-to album when you need inspiration. I do think I do like both those records. I think both those records were really, really good. I don't know why I picked those. Honestly, at the time, it's been so long now. Um, other than maybe it was they were simple. I mean, it's you know very they're straight ahead rock and roll. There's no no frills. Both those bands are very straight ahead rock. You know, nothing fancy, nothing. You know, not a lot of leads, not a lot of licks. It was just good straight ahead. I can imitate this. So it was okay. How do I need? What do I need to do to make to make my guitar sound like their guitar? Yeah. And I just sat there and you know just just messed around and did it over and over until okay, hey, I'm playing this song. Okay, let's go to the next one. Okay, now I'm playing this song, and that's kind of the way it worked. That's cool. Cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you picked two of the greatest albums of, uh, you know, punk and metal history, so uh, you can't go wrong there. <laughs> yeah. And that's very much what I play is, you know, I play just a straight-ahead rock and roll with a lot of punk influence. Um, I mean, I, a lot of what people have compared us to is, you know, cross between Green Day and... Um, let's see, what, Green Day and Cheap Trick and a cross between um, Bon Jovi and Blink-182 and stuff like that. You know, it's bands you wouldn't think would go together, but that's kind of what I've combined to create, quote-unquote, my sound. And that's what I yeah. grew up on, was, you know, 
eighties eighties metal and eighties, you know, seventies, eighties punk. Yeah. I think music you can kind yeah, of blend no. stuff anyways, mix and match anyways. I mean, the Beatles were a great example of that. They mix and match everything. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's why you know, my stuff doesn't I meant from song to song. That's why you ask like what do I prefer to play and stuff. You know, from song to song of my ten songs on the record, most of them don't sound alike. You know, you'll have a straight ahead punk song. You know, you'll have a straight ahead punk song, and then you'll almost have like a folksy, you know, um, power ballad type power ballad eighty song. So it comes from a little bit of everywhere. With the exception yeah. of a couple of songs, it sounds like Taylor Swift stuff so all sounds the same to me, though. You know, it does. Yeah, yeah. everything's well, the same. Yeah. You know, well, there's a couple other artists like that, that too. We, yeah, you know, un- un- unfortunately, it's one of those cases. You know, look at um, you know, look, look look at how many people are actually helping her on writing the song and the music to begin with, and yeah. that kind of explains itself. Yeah, I mean, uh, most yeah. of the country and pop songs are all being written by, like, the same five or six guys. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I working. heard, too. I was really into uh, uh, when country started turning a little bit more country and rock and roll in the, like, um, the 2000s, uh, especially. Um, uh, I, that's what kind of drew me into it, not the old twangy stuff but the the more contemporary stuff uh um the more i paid attention to it um and and watched cmt and some of the interviews and everything that there was actually uh um a small like concert showcase of just the songwriters playing the songs that they wrote for every everyone um and uh and it was it was really unique and then the story of uh john rich and big kenny to uh, uh, focusing on songwriting and and uh, writing songs for a lot of up and coming country stars that we know now today because they've become big you know stars to uh, just um, the whole songwriting process for other people there there is like a certain like select few that they they pick and choose if you don't know any better you think oh they they most of them write their own songs and they don't. Sometimes they do, but I mean, really, they have to. It's it's like they have to go shopping around for the right songs. Yeah, most. Of oh them. yeah. No, so, I mean, or or you always get the one to run to the occasional moment of uh, desperation. Like um, I, I caught this on a uh, documentary the other night, where um, the long story short, the guy that actually wrote the song uh, "Friends in Low Places." Uh, Sold it to uh, Garth Brooks to help cover a uh, bar tab. <laughs> oh, he did? Where, really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'll say he got the bad end. That's a hell of a bar tab. <laughs> yeah, it was like twelve or thirteen hundred dollars. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Makes Make you want to the house. Yeah. A couple times. You know, but... Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, but I mean, but I, I will not. say this part. You know, with uh, with Hanagira, with 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 of the ground, um, you know, you you definitely have such a diverse um, set of titles on there. It's it's absolutely phenomenal, and uh, I'll, I'll admit for myself, at least uh, five of the songs actually uh, helped to influence some of my own writing projects. So uh, I want to say thank you for that one, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, just you know trying to probably be able to see you in concert. Um, like that, man. If you've got if you've got some links or some connections you can send me for down there, I would love to try to get something going. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll probably uh, drop you an email here in the next uh, couple of days. I'll, I'll make some calls for you first thing in the morning. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man. I'd love to get down there. Cool, groovy, groovy. Anytime I can get to a new area, you know, I just I just love entertaining. I love making people smile, making people laugh, forget their problems for a while. I and mean, that's why I do, you know, do the acting as well as, you know, the writing and music and everything else. Just that's what I enjoy doing. You know, if I can well, forget their problems for just a little while, then I feel like I'm doing, making the world a little bit better place in my own little way. Do you have any, do you have any other literary irons and the proverbial fire coming up for us? The working on anything for the future? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. I've got a, actually a couple of stories started. And that's why I was talking to Nick about a, a week or so ago. I was like, you know, I can't decide which one. I'll, I'll work on one for a little while, and then I'll go. No, I want to work on the other one. Then I want to go back. So I'll probably finish them both at the same time because I can't stay on one because I keep having ideas for the other one and going back and forth. <laughs> I'm welcome to that club, too, so that happens. Well, speaking of short stories, though, um, uh, in I think it was 2013, uh, we came out, 2013, 2014, something like that, um, uh, we came out with, uh, at Black Bedsheet, Read Us or Die. Um, every author under our umbrella um, submitted a story and got it published, and so it, it still exists. But people are wanting a sequel to it, and um, I, I think that it's about time and stuff. I've uh, been we've been talking about it, some of us, uh, off and on over the past oh year and a half maybe. Um, but uh, I think that the time is ripe for something like that again. So you could uh, and Tom, and uh, yeah. you know maybe even William, um, because we're going to talk about something that you submitted this week. Um, but you know it's going to be for us uh, black bedsheet authors, um, and so you'd, uh, you're more than welcome to uh, have a short story in there, Chuck. I'd be glad to. Yeah, and and, and for that, the listeners that don't know, um, uh, I first heard of Chuck uh, 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 through Joe Mo and our collaboration with the Days of the Dead. Um, anthology series uh which i published two of their those and i don't think there's any more i think there's just two two different ones that exist and uh uh chuck you did the georgia screeches um um you you have a short story in there that's how we got introduced yeah so yeah so yeah you want us to send them in i'll start sending them in i got a couple i could send there that would be cool. Yeah. You know, okay. I, yeah. I, 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 got a, I got a few I uh, kind of punched out over the past couple of weeks. I could probably turn in for you, too. 
Oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I have any ready because I just put them all in the book, but I definitely can do one within the next couple of weeks. Oh, sure. Uh, take your time because it, it, if it happens this year, which um, probably – um, I mean, you know, anything happens when you set your mind to it. And we're coming out with Scream in the Night 3. And we came out with the second one, our women's anthology, another new one just this next year in the summer. Um, so, But probably fall, um, I, I'm thinking, at, at least at the very latest in time for the holidays. So, you know, there's plenty of time for that, too. So that's... Uh, that's going to be something once it comes out. It's going to be a thick book, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one was. Uh, the last one was. Yeah. But uh, and even Tom, uh, Tom's one of them. When he goes to conventions, he always has like a, a, a few on hand, and every once in a while makes a sale. And every once in a while on Amazon, there's a sale. Oh, somebody's still buying it. <laughs> Yeah, there's people like not, a variety. Not very much. Recently, though. I don't think anthology. anybody bought a copy in the last year or so. But uh, that's because it's so old. Either that or I got to promote yeah. it. But rather doing that, I'd rather come out with a sequel. A good sequel promotes the original. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I got to buy some more of the original too because I think I'm out. I think I'm down to one. So. Ah. Okay. Max purchase. Yeah, that was edited by Jason Gaylord. Yep. Also, nice. it was a good, uh, yeah. published a handful of his stuff. Very great author. Yeah. I mean, Paul Reed, yeah. Yeah. in his house. Yep. Hey, Francie. Yes, dear. Um, you know what we should do? We should get... Um, a CD from uh, Chuck. Should buy a CD from we Chuck. Should. We should definitely do that. Yeah, that way we can pop it in and listen to the whole thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally down for really, that. we we got to get him to sign it, though, for us. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Oh, I'd be glad to. You know, I've got vinyl, too, so if you like vinyl, you can do that. Oh, you've well. got vinyl? Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a... I'm a, actually a vinyl soundtrack collector, and I, I play records often. That might wow! You've got it on vinyl. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Nick's ears probably perked as soon as you said that. Yeah, I got it on on black vinyl and on the 180 gram orange vinyl. So. Ah, wow. Oh! Oh! Wow! That's the latest yeah. thing. They always have variations nowadays. To vinyl releases that, that got me sucked up as a soundtrack collector. Um, uh, with ooh, I, I had like this long time ago, but now they came out with this with the orange swirls and the other red right. splatter and the. Uh <laughs> oh, sixty seconds. Does that mean the show's going to be over in, in sixty seconds, Francie? Well, we'll be yeah, we won't be live in sixty seconds. We'll have the after party. Oh, it's going to be an after party. Okay, good. Cool. Groovy. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're the host. I am. Yeah, you're the host. 
It's been Nick and Friends tonight. Nick and Friends. <laughs> yeah. Nick it is. Nick at yeah. night. It's, it's Nick at night. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah, Nick at I night. Think yeah, back the most I've ever heard Nick talk. Yeah, <laughs> Nick at night. First actually, uh, for those who don't know, Nick Nick at night is my clamper name. I um, uh, when I moved up from Southern to Northern California, met some friends, things. Um, I got involved with um, uh, um, Eclampus Vitus, which is. Uh, it's kind of like Hell's Angels, but they, they don't have that reputation. But most of them are bikers. Uh, most of them are like mountain people. And um, they do a lot of good, great work for charity. They've been around since the um, Gold Rush days. Ronald Reagan was a clamper. And uh, they go through a, a brutal initiation over the weekend. And uh, so I had a friend of mine who sponsored me for 90 bucks to go through it and it and it was really grueling um and um uh, up in the mountains where they'd have you wade through a lake that they dumped tons of um uh uh cereal like cheerios and uh, <laughs> and then you'd have to hike through the mountains and and then you'd take abuse not physical but people would say don't you fucking look at I fuck me, fucker, look down at my shoes. Can't, like, look up. You can't, like, just a big grilling thing. And I actually wrote a story based on it. It's in Red Wet Dirt. It's called Red Afterworld. And the vampires in that are actually clampers. It's a long story. But um, no. what, what point am I making? <laughs> but, uh, oh, Nick and I when, I, when I went through it, um, you have to have a clamper name. So the guy that uh, initiated me, that, that paid for it and everything, sponsored me, uh, his name is Backdoor Bob. So I had to come up with something, and somebody said, what about Nick at night? And I said, oh, okay. So I got a certificate, and I got all kinds of stuff that says Nick at night on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, forever, I haven't been to one of the doings in a long time, or the Witters and Orphans Balls, or any of the other stuff. And it's been a long time, and I'm reclusive now. But, uh, but yeah, there's a long story short. I mean, I went off the subject, but Nick at night. Anyway. Anywho. Yeah. <laughs> no. What matters is you survived. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I did. Hey, I did sure survive. Guys, yeah. And you didn't sure have to be known as that door man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys were able to click on the link on time, but uh, out of 129 pages of live stream radio right now, we were number two. Like we're in second, we were the second highest rating live stream radio show tonight. Not bad. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got to keep this ball running, William and Tom. I'm sorry, I've been kind of slacking. You know, had a little. Scares every now and again, and working so many hours. But Nick, I got the paperwork in for my job offer. They want me to fill it out and uh, sign it and email it back to them. So I got the job. Oh, good. Well, congratulations. Yes, for Amazon. 
Yay. Oh, Brandon's on? Good. Maybe you can make sure they get our books out on time now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I thought I had it bad back in the day. I started with Lightning Source uh, through Ingram. And um, they they kind of did me a, a whole hell of a lot of wrong, which made me look elsewhere. And then back in the day when they were called CreateSpace, I looked at that very carefully, and I thought this is a great you know printing alternative because Lightning Source sucks. They they um, they they did a bunch of my authors wrong back in the day too. It's a long story, but that's why I'm with Amazon. And you know, despite some of their glitches and everything, I mean. It's still better than Lightning Source, <laughs> but they got to get their act for being Amazon, a huge company like that. They got to get their act together a lot more. Uh, that they do with customers, but when it comes to, I don't know, when it comes to uh, actually working with them and publishing books through them and stuff, it's like uh, sometimes it could be a little iffy. Uh, especially, well, they're I have no problem actually publishing a book through them, but when it comes to um, getting authors' copies and things like that. It's like, especially during COVID, it, it's like they, they actually sent me an email saying that that's their last priority, basically. So it's going to take forever. Oh. And they're hardcover books. It takes like two months after you order to actually get them. I don't know why. Oh. <laughs> you know, just stuff like that. It's just actually physically getting copies. They're great when it comes to publishing putting them on their distribution thing and getting them on their website and then people buy them and stuff. And this is, like I, I told you guys too, this is the first month in, since um, I've been with them since about 2014 that they didn't pay me at the end of the month, for Pete's sake. And it's like a glitch. Never heard of that. How can they have a glitch? I don't know. They've got like, 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 um, uh, um, people working for them that should, you know, these things should not happen. I just don't get it. But anyway, I mean, um, this is the first time. So, you know, once things are rectified, then um, it's just, uh, I mean, I don't know what I'd do if this was common. But uh, anywho, yeah, so I uh, uh, those of you who are listening probably have no clue what I'm talking about, but that's okay. You guys do. Yeah. We completely <laughs> understand. Yeah. Oh, the woes of owning a business sometimes. <laughs> I still would rather not go backwards and back to Walmart. Again, I'm doing just fine as a publisher and and a writer, too. And speaking of that, I should be coming out with my own collection by the end of the year, a new collection of Uniquely Me stuff. So it's a little kind of side note. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah. Doesn't yeah, yeah. that one. Oh, which yeah. reminds me, I got Awesome Sauce, I got awesome sauce banged three times in the last two days. Oh, we nice. mentioned awesome sauce before you showed up. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I got awesome sauce uh, hit three times <laughs> in the last two days, even a video of it, which reminds me 
That is Aaron D. Johnston. I didn't get to do this this at the beginning, so let me just do this real quick. I was going to do Aaron it, but I Johnston. forgot what his name was. So I, I don't know why. I don't know why you say it every time. I don't know why. <laughs> it's just I it probably felt like a deer in the spotlight because I had to I had to go on your laptop and and um, uh, remember what you said about how to open the show and everything. I, I forgot how, you know to do it anyway. Maybe I'll do it next time. Okay. You know, I tried to sound like you at the beginning of the show, too. <laughs> oh, i gotta, I got to go back and listen to that. <laughs> All right, but speaking of awesome sauce, uh, Aaron D. Johnston, the spokesperson who does a fantastic job, he travels the country, too, uh, Chuck, everywhere, uh, to all these beard and mustache competitions. He's doing a great job. He's a great spokesperson for Honest Amish Soaps. And William and Tom, I have not forgotten about you. Your soap is going to get in the mail. Okay. Yeah, I've been I, saying that uh, for years. No, only since December. <laughs> only since December. I've just been so busy. I mean, you're, I, that, that other job, I was working 50 hours a week. You know, you, when you get home, the last thing you want to do is you just want to crash. But anyways, Aaron D. Johnston, Honest Amish, Honest Amish Soaps. They have the best beard and mustache soap. They got body washes, which is what Tom and William's going to get because, you know, they shave. I have to send Chuck one, too. I'm going to send Chuck one, too. So, you guys, say, give me you your... won't make a stink or what? Huh? Do you just want me to stink or what? <laughs> no, this stuff smells really, really good. It is such a good... In fact, there's one... In fact, I'll probably order this one off the website for Tom and Will, uh, William, but it smells like licorice. It smells like licorice. I mean, it is all natural products. The soap is beautiful. The packaging is beautiful. And don't forget, if you go to the Honest Amish website, put in the code TALKINGBEARDS. You will get 10% off your order. So it's a great product. I've used it. I don't have a beard and mustache, but I use it as a body wash. It is fantastic. Our uh, new roommate from South Carolina, he's used it. He had a goatee. He's used it on his goatee. He's like, oh, my gosh. Unfortunately, I had to sit there and watch him play with it because it's so soft now. But he used the product. He absolutely adores it. It's a great, it's a great brand. And I promise you, William, Tom, Chuck, I'm going to give because it's it's not very expensive either. It's very reasonably priced. So I will definitely be getting those out to you guys. So, Chuck, I'm going to need your uh, address. And William and Tom, I know I keep saying, can you send me your address? But, yeah, I'm going to order you guys the licorice one because that one smells really, really good. But it's a body wash cool. and a beard and mustache. You know, rub it in your hair if you want to smell like licorice in your hair. But it's it's a really good product. Or just keep it in the box because it's a beautiful box. And just let your bathroom smell like licorice all day long. And it tastes great. It tastes great. Less filling <laughs> than most normal Don't soaps. Don't eat it. Oh, Don't yeah. eat the soap. Don't eat it. <laughs> so, yeah, um, oh, Aaron D. Johnson, great guy. If you're not friends with him on friend, uh, Facebook yet, friend him. Funny guy. Awesome guy. He's full of awesome sauce. Well, okay. out of the total awesome sauce. <laughs> awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. Yeah. So, yeah, he's a great guy, everybody. Um, 
yeah, Honest Amish product, definitely recommend it. Okay, back to you, Chuck. <laughs> were, were we with me? I'm not sure. What was what was going on? I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take so long for that. We're talking about <laughs> eating stuff. Yeah, that's, that's okay. I've, you know, I've always knew something was missing in my life, and you've helped me realize <laughs> that it was that I didn't smell like licorice. <laughs> hey, hey, okay, okay. Um, Chuck, have you seen The Incredible Shrinking Woman? Um, no. Oh, man. Classic. There's a song that they sing on that saying, I wish I was a little bar of soap, bar of soap. Wish I, I was going to say, if you've seen it, if you know that song, can you sing it live for us? I'm pretty glad I that I have seen over everybody, tiny. Well, oh, I wish I... Now you got to learn the song, and you got to send me a you got to send me a little voice message and through messenger, and we we got to play that live next week. And you yeah. you got to do it in your concert. Or, yeah, I'm pretty yeah, or, sure that. Or actually, uh, actually, oh, you know Chuck, what? What, what, well, what Francie didn't yeah. say was, um, if you really want to get our day going, you should go ahead and sing eight six seven five three zero nine. It's one of her all-time favorites. And <laughs> I've done that one before. La, 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 damn it, Tom. Yeah. Gonna, I mean, William, I'm going to kick your ass in my dreams. <laughs> I bet you will. <laughs> yeah, every once in a while I try to play that for her. She tries to shut it off. Well, you see, I mean, come on. Now. You had a two-month break from anything regarding that song, and, uh, you know, what better way to say welcome back? Yeah, yeah. You got me talking in tongues now. <laughs> it's a religious experience. It is. It's a good song, but I don't know that it's a religious experience. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, it, it can be if the price is right. How's that? <laughs> hey, when um, you were Chuck, learning, I'm, Chuck, how I'm to play guitar, it. and and uh, you spent all that time, like, with Twisted Sister, uh, um, have you performed any of those songs live? I have. Um done a couple of the Ramones tunes live, and uh, um, years ago did, did um, We're Not Going to Take It. You know, I pretty much just do my own music now. So we're we're mostly just original now. We'll throw a, a cover song in occasionally, where, but I mainly play my own stuff now. But, um, yes, I have. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, Chuck, I sent you the lyrics. The lyrics for what? I wish I was a little bar of soap. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I may do a I may do a parody of it, but I don't see me doing the little bar of soap song. <laughs> you don't want to go slippy sliding over everybody's hiney? <laughs> Not over everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, that I'm was like that was about the... who's honey, I go slippy slidey over. <laughs> there we go. 
I don't know why that song got stuck in my head for like all these years, but it's not a, you know, it just randomly just pops up. And I'm like, damn, I didn't watch that movie. I haven't watched that movie since I was like 10. And I still know the lyrics to that song. Okay. Chuck's not going to sing Little Bar Soap. I'll take it in sight. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Actually, what I wanted to mention on the show for people listening to is I, I, I really, really, really liked uh, the new uh, video that you got on YouTube. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that one was shot live at um, a show we did in Greer, South Carolina. Uh, yeah, that that um, that that was actually a good um, show for for an artist. It wasn't just you know, um, uh, I mean, a good video uh, that uh, um, has you on stage with your band, and um, and I noticed on your banner it says Chuck Chapman, not Chuck W. No, it's got the W. Oh, it's got it's the, w. the W. Okay, <laughs> I stand corrected. Yeah. Uh, but it's anyway, yeah, it, it was a great. Um, uh, a great thing that everybody's got to check out. It's a great song, and and it shows you on stage, and um, it, it kind of, uh, in a nutshell, kind of shows the Chuck Chapman experience with that one song, and uh, and it, it's a great song. It's a great, you know, everything about it. I really was very impressed. Really like it. Everybody's got to check it out. It's on YouTube. Just. Uh, Type in Chuck W. Chapman uh, music video. Yeah, yeah Chuck yep. W. Chapman music will take you to my page. Yeah. Nice. Awesome sauce. That. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's my question, Chuck. Have you seen the new Monsters, and do you like it? Monsters? I have not seen it. Um. You know, I know Butch likes it, so if Butch likes it, I like it. Okay, yeah, because I was going to say, you do have a connection with Butch Patrick. In fact, uh, you've got us Butch, Butch Patrick on the show, which I couldn't thank you enough for that. Nice guy. Oh, he's a great guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he's happy with he it. Very... He's happy with it than, than I am, too. I, I haven't seen it, um, mainly just because I don't have a really a lot of time to watch TV or anything. I mean, I rarely turn a TV on. Yeah. Wow. I watch things in increments. I I can't sit and watch a whole movie, but I think Francie mentioned this just because I've been watching it. I'm at the last like maybe 20 minutes of it, and I like it. I, I, I actually, it's my favorite Rob Zombie movie. Wow. Yeah, so I'm far, glad he did a good job with it. Um. It's a I mean, PG family movie and everything. It's got schlocky comedy, but you could tell that he that everyone was into it and his passion for it's an origin story too. So, uh, <clears throat> but um, uh, I've been digging it. I, I heard good and bad things about it and, and stuff. Uh, the more bad things I hear, and I ended up and I end up watching the movie for some reason. The more I like it better than I thought I would. And that's the case with this. That's, uh, yeah, it's a, the, the Munsters, yeah. That's probably why she mentioned it, because I've been watching it. And, and you and Butch. So, but, anywho. 
Yeah, I, I, I thought that would be one of the main questions I definitely wanted to squeeze out on you tonight. Yeah, I'll, honestly, I would like to see it. I just hadn't had time to to get around to it yet. Yeah, I, I need I need to sit down and watch it too. Just because, I mean, Butch Patrick did state that he was on the set. Just about yeah, well, yeah. he actually played. Um, he actually pl- had a role in it. He was like the the robot or whatever. Oh, he was the robot? Yeah. You can't tell because he's like a canister. It, it, there's no, you yeah. can't see his face. Or If he was the robot, ah, he's the one that but married yeah, them was, then. Yeah, he was. In the, the movie. It, it married uh, uh, Herman and uh, what's her name in the movie? Then. Lily. Yeah. Lily. Lily. Yeah, I, I Lily. think a lot of people didn't know that. But yeah, he he played the robot. Huh. Ah. I know Elvira plays the real estate agent. <laughs> and she does a good job too. It's all campy, yeah, I mean, but it's all fun. Campy, but... It's all a lot of fun. Well, but I mean, the monsters was campy, so I'm glad he kept it. I'm glad he kept that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm glad he didn't make it like you know, um, uh, Devil's Rejects. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now you know, I love those movies. I love the Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses. Um. But yeah, that's not what I wanted the monsters to be. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I no, not totally a not a it. and like Halloween too. I mean, oh, I um, every every one of his Halloween. movies, they that they they, uh, uh, they they uh, they're about a family that uh, is just like you know just uh, has like just way too many social issues and. Uh, yeah, I did not like his Halloweens at all. I yeah, couldn't I even make it all the way through the first one, so I didn't even bother with the second one. I mean, I, I think it's much scarier to not know what Michael is or to see him as, you know, like Loomis said, that he was pure evil. I don't want him to be some, you know, abused kid or whatever. That just destroys the whole concept to me. Yeah. It kind of shows the man behind the curtain instead of letting. Mustafa Akkad back in the day said that the um, that uh, the the beauty of of the Halloween series, what makes it work, is that uh, Michael Myers is the boogeyman. He's enigmatic and mysterious um, right. and stuff, and and uh, you can't just like open up all the layers from his childhood on, and you know, and all that. Like okay, it's another serial killer movie. Right. Yeah. It it to it just to me it totally killed the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it did. It did in a lot of ways. Yeah. So I don't even yeah, look I mean, at. I don't even count those as being anything related. <laughs> I'm a Halloween. That's funny. Snob. We're talking about Rob Zombie because uh, uh, today earlier when Francie was doing her yard sale out in the front, I was playing Rob Zombie music. <laughs> for everybody. Oh, I love his music. I love his music. And like I said, I like House of a Thousand Corpses and um, Devil's Rejects a lot. But Yeah, yeah. Just, he, he just needs to keep his hands off Halloween. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Me and Rob will fight over Halloween. 
Makes it all more fair that way, that's for sure. <laughs> not even much for the new Halloween movies lately either. I'm just, uh, I, I, maybe I'm old, but uh, I, I'm old school. There's so many older Halloween movies, like the original one and two and four. Uh, and, and um, uh, oh, I, I uh, really did like uh, the um, H2O one also. It, it kind of got a little crazy after that but <laughs> and and the fifth one was a little bit nuts too i mean the i mean take it from me i'm the guy that read the book for the fourth one at when i read the screenplay and and wrote the novelization at the very end i was convinced that jamie um that the little girl she was going to like take his role it was all set up for that and then they said no we're not going to do that and uh, <laughs> just that would have taken it into a different direction, but I mean, they just nah, nah. But uh, nah, I don't know. It, it, I mean, studio bigwigs make stupid decisions. Well, yeah. Well, well that's the well, problem. What, what you... They get, you know, they're all interested in the money and stuff and just cashing in on the franchise and they don't care if they stay true to the character in the spirit or not. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's going on more than ever nowadays with making movies too. I mean, they're coming out with all kinds of crazy, crazy offshoot adaptations of things and just crazy stuff. Uh, I, I kind of pay attention to that when I wake up every morning and go to YouTube, check uh, the news from various, you know, things on YouTube. And then I go to entertainment news and what's coming out, like with the Marvel stuff, with, you know, stuff like that, and uh, and Star Wars things and whatever, like rumors and news. And um, uh, um, there's there's a lot of, like, I guess they, they're calling it woke stuff now, but they're really warping in their adaptations, especially Disney, doing, like, crazy yeah, different things. I don't know, and it's all movie studio executives just, like, saying, hey, I think this sounds good, and it's like they don't really listen to the audience appeal like they used to, like, you know, what the fans want. Yeah, I've honestly got to the point where if Disney's name is attached to it, I'm not interested. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And they screw up everything they touch now. Yep, that's true. But I am interested in, have you heard of the new, um, there's a new Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see that. That should be uh, a lot of shits and giggles with that. Kind of like the Banana Splits movie that they came out with about a year and a half ago or something. Yeah. If you remember the the Banana Splits from the 70s and they they were killers. Yeah. 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 I saw I that. Was that was, I that it was, was fair really to middle in. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was really good. Really, ah. Uh. At least compared yeah, to what I mean, they have nowadays. But that was that was fun. And definitely. they got that Nicolas Cage movie that I I want to see. Um, that's similar about. Um, oh, what was it? Wacky something? Wacky World? What? I forgot what it's was called. What, anyway. No, not Renfeld. Um, he's uh, and he doesn't really have much dialogue in it, but he's trapped in a in a um, 
a building that has these mechanical um, toy creatures that that kill everyone, kind of like in the Banana Splits movie. And he has to fight oh. them. A wacky World or something like that. I forgot what it's called, but yeah, that's very similar to the Banana Splits thing. Well, and well, I, I never forgot did. what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Got to look it up or something. I forgot what it's called, but yeah. Anywho. Yeah, maybe one of these days uh, our books will. Uh, um, turn into movies. That would be the day. That would be the <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Chuck, um, um, freak on a moped actually was. You just can't. You don't have access to it. Yeah. 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 It's a shame. I wish that there oh, was oh. a way to actually pull that off to to get. I mean, what guy? I mean, what what is that dude possibly doing with the footage? He just like you know put it in his basement forever. Can, you know, all I can figure is that he did such a lousy job that it wasn't usable, or he lost it, or I don't know. I mean, I don't see that he could be doing anything with it. You know, all I can figure is he accidentally erased it, or he drove over it in his car, or like I said. He did wow. the filming, and maybe maybe the filming was so bad that he was ashamed to show it. I don't know. Wow. And you've never seen any footage of it at all, except Only maybe part trailer. of it in a trailer. Yeah, in a trailer. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, maybe you're right. Maybe it really did suck, and he's just embarrassed. I don't know. But that's that is I mean, I would, pretty I would terrible have though. Had. But I mean there I would have there's the future. You never know. You you can uh, also you, you could always get something else like uh turned into a movie or something or do something you you know. I mean uh as we go through life oh, we meet people, do things. Yeah. I mean that would still make a great one, I think. It's just, you know, I'm not I'm not investing in it again. <laughs> Yeah, I think it would be a great um, if they if they did it right, they would do it like an '80s movie. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, well, that would be interesting. And it, yeah, it would be a, a moderate budget too. It wouldn't like cost an arm and a leg for a studio. Oh yeah. Nah. Yeah. No. But of course, if we go that route, we got to get Chuck to do the soundtrack. Hey, there oh, we go. Yeah. Or have Chuck well, do an I, appearance yeah. in it with his band. Yeah. I, yeah. Or do a cameo fact, as a character. Yeah, in fact, on my phone productions page, there is a video for the theme song for it. I actually did write a theme song for it and did a video. Oh, wow. Cool. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> I said, Chuck's just full of surprises. Unfortunately, we are about to be cut off. We are going into 30 minutes on the after party. This is pretty much when they're about to cut us off. Chuck, where can we find you? ChuckWChapman.com, 
um, Chuck W. Chapman Entertainer on Facebook, Chuck W. Chapman on Instagram and Twitter. Nice. Nice. And, William, since you're here, well, you're always here, which we're always yeah. happy to have you. Where can we well, find you? you. Uh, William Brower on Facebook, uh, W.E. Brower Jr. on Twitter, and uh, Tessic Fan on YouTube. Nice. Nicholas, where can we find you? Oh, me. Um, uniquely me, downwarden.com. D-O-W-N-W-A-R-D-N, downwarden.com. And my publishing company, Black Bedsheet Books where you can find Chuck's and Tom's books. And um, I think I, I have like about a, around about 100 other authors. More than that, when you look at the anthologies um, that are still around over the years, yeah. So I, I've got like a um, small army there um, uh, of talent for you to check out, anybody. Yeah, BlackBetSheetBooks.com. And, and are Tom, you on Facebook? Tom, Tom. Where can Tom, we find Tom? Uh, Tom. Tom. Tom? Oh, he's dropped. Tom went home. Uh, yeah, oh, okay. He, uh, well, he, you can find him at Black Bedsheet Books also. Um, there of we go. course. Tom Sawyer. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, uh, and you could also find me on Facebook, just Nicholas Grabowski, with a Y at the end of Grabowski, not an I. People kind of, you know, um, you know. I noticed yeah, uh, even on eBay and stuff. Uh, there's when I check out who's selling my uh, my books on eBay. Um, I noticed that um, the search gets better when I put an I at the end because people do for some reason. I don't know why. I, I don't know why. Because it's e no instead I. of sky. <laughs> it's like it's spelled like. And it's, it's Grabowski. Duh. You know, the funny, ironic thing is um, back in the day, it was originally with an I at the end before my grandmother migrated from Portugal to America in the late 1800s. Um, no, she was born in 1900. Um, so, yeah, um, when she uh, immigrated to America, she changed her name. A last name Grabowski from a I to a Y, um, and I forgot the reason, but it had to do with nationality, politics, something. But yeah, so but it's been a Y ever since. But originally, yeah, back uh, hundred and hundred and twenty years ago, hundred and ten years ago, it was a I. Then anyway, yeah, a little bit of history, yes. Wow. <laughs> yes, I forgot the reason. But so uh, well. Um, for some, well, for some reason, a pop I quiz can't, yeah, I pop can't quiz get to my quiz. studio. I can't get to my studio, but uh, good night, uh, Chuck. It is always a pleasure having you on whenever you want to come on, even if it's not on a Sunday night. If you want to do it any night, we will gladly make a special episode for you because we do get actually a lot of um, people really liking your shows. So, and I know Tom and Tom and William just adore you. So (laughs) 
And okay, so do I. Well, yeah, me and, too. And, and you know, I, I think I've told you this before, but um, uh, and it's an honor for me to publish any author that I publish. It's an honor for me. They say it's an honor to get published by you. Well, you know, look in the mirror. I say that to you too. I, I really love publishing you. I'm really glad that we hooked up, and I'm, I'm glad to be a part of your life, Chuck. And I'm glad to be um, a part of your life in this capacity. Well, thank you so much. I'm indebted to you and appreciate everything you've done. Yeah, I appreciate everything you've done. If you don't do anything, there would be no me publishing you. (laughs) You're a great talent. And everything, the whole nine yards, and I'm really proud of you. I'm really proud of you. Even if I didn't publish you, even if I wasn't a publisher and I knew you, I'd be really proud of you. Well, thanks, Nick. That means a lot. Yep. Yep, or doodles. One of these days, before I die, I want to go to one of your concerts. One of these days. It's a bucket list thing. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> Get out well, there. Nick, you know what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to make a trip to South Carolina. That way we can, something, or, can revisit or my Or I can, I can maybe try to orchestrate something over here, too. Uh, you missed that part early on in the show, too. I'd love him to be. Wouldn't he be no, great I, at I the Crest Theater? About, I, heard you, I heard you talking about the Crest Theater. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. Cool. All right, uh, so anything else anybody want to say before I play us out with the song so we just don't get cut up? Yeah, I have one thing to say. I have one thing to say. What the hell was that? I don't know. It was like this this creature (laughs) kind of just came... (laughs) My phone away for a second, gave it back to me. Anyway, I had a great opportunity to do nonsense. <laughs> anyway, I'm trying to find a good song to cut it off with. Well, you know, like I say, it's been real, it's been fun, so that means it's been really fun. It's been. It's been uh, awesome, sauce. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, my little friend. I think uh, as soon as we get off the show, I'm going to play. We've got, like, uh, Alexa, you know, things. I I put them in place when my parents were still around to communicate. They were very useful. Now they're very entertaining and stuff. And I can, like, tell one to play one on one side of the house to um, tell the other side of the house where Francie is. To play eight six seven five three zero nine and it does. She comes out here and screams at me. What did you do? Now I got two ads to kick in my dreams. All right. There we go. I found the song. I found the song because I don't want her just to cut us off on midstream. You guys ready? Yeah, we're ready. And now, Chuck, you got to sing along with the second chorus of this one. Are you ready? 
You'll get it after the, the second s- chorus. It's easy. Is this the you first ready? song? Hello again. Hey, everyone's playing together right now. <laughs> Look, there they are. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.